Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Healing Life Wisdom. I'm Tiffany Windsor. The topic of this episode is going to be an interesting and educational conversation about fluoride in our water and our food. I'll return in just a moment with today's guest. I am delighted to welcome my guest, Candace Licione, and we'd like to talk about fluoride. Hi, Candace. Thanks, Tiffany. I thought I knew a lot about fluoride, but I was absolutely amazed at the information that we found on fluoride recently. I'm so excited to start talking about it and share it with all our listeners. Well, when I researched fluoride, I definitely found articles on both sides of the spectrum. One telling you that fluoride is completely safe, and the other explaining why it is poison. Uh, what I found really interesting is uh, countries where fluoride is actually banned, which are Austri- Austria, Belgium, Finland, Germany, Denmark, Sweden, Norway, the Netherlands, and Hungary. And probably since this information was released, there's a bunch more that have been added to this list. Information I found indicated that in the United States, about 70 to 75 percent of the public water supplies are fluoridated. Since 1945, it has been widely accepted in the U.S. that fluoride is safe and effective to prevent tooth decay. But many health experts and scientists disagree. When I researched this topic over the past month, I really wanted to get into it deeply so we could talk about it. I found that the first American commercial use of fluoride in the form of sodium fluoride was actually to kill insects, lice, mice, and other vermin, and it was quite effective. At that time, the largest producer of fluoride, I don't want to name names here, but you can easily find that info online, was apparently releasing vapors into the atmosphere that turned out to cripple or kill farm animals and scorch crops and other vegetation. By the 1950s and 60s, when that practice of releasing fluoride vapors in the air was reined in, fluoride had been added to the U.S. drinking water. Does that mean those toxic vapors were reduced to toxic powder? Quite possibly. In January 1945, Grand Rapids, Michigan, became the first city to add fluoride to its community water source under the guise of preventing tooth decay. If you want to read more specifics, you can find many great articles at Mercola.com. Now, keep in mind that there is fluoride that is naturally occurring in some water sources, but here we are talking about the fluoride that's added through your local water companies. 
Tiffany, as you read online articles, there's some really inter- interesting information. Did you know that it is reported that fluoridated countries do not have less tooth decay than non-fluoridated countries? It is often claimed that fluoridated water is the main reason the United States has such a large decline in tooth decay over the past 60 years. The same decline in tooth decay, however, has occurred in all developed countries, most of which who never added any fluoride to their water. According to data from the World Health Organization, there is no discernible difference in tooth decay between the minority of developed countries that fluoridate water and the majority that do not. Wow, that's really interesting information. Here's something else for you to think about. Fluoride is the only medicine added to public water. Well, except for the pharmaceuticals that are now present in our recycled water systems. Fluoride is the only chemical added to water that doesn't actually treat the water. Chlorine, for example, is added to kill bacteria so that we can drink the water without getting sick. Fluoride, by contrast, is added to allegedly prevent a disease, tooth decay, that is not caused by drinking water. Tiffany, it's reported that swallowing fluoride provides little benefit to teeth. When water fluoridation first began in the 1940s, the medical profession believed fluoride needed to be ingested to be the most effective in preventing cavities. This is why fluoride was added to our water and put into pills, because these are the things that people swallow. Today, however, it's now widely recognized that fluoride's main benefit does not actually come from ingestion. It comes from fluoride's topical contact with teeth. This is a fact that even the CDC has now reportedly acknowledged. So not only does fluoridation add a medicine to the water, it adds a medicine that does not actually need to be swallowed. Also, did you know that fluoride, you can probably come to this conclusion really easily yourself, it's not an essential nutrient. No disease, not even tooth decay, is caused by a fluoride deficiency. When you research online, you will find that not a single biological process has been shown to require fluoride. On the other hand, on the contrary, there is extensive evidence that fluoride can interfere with many important biological processes, like fluoride interferes with numerous enzymes. In combination with aluminum, fluoride interferes with G proteins. Now, G proteins are a family of proteins that act as molecular switches inside cells and are involved in transmitting signals from a variety of stimuli outside a cell to its interior. Such interactions give aluminum fluoride complexes the potential to interfere with signals from growth factors, hormones, and neurotransmitters. Now, that's a word that we've been using a lot lately, especially when we talked about aspartame. Neurotransmitters are often referred to as the body's chemical messengers. Research online for the full explanation because it obviously gets really scientific on how the body works. More and more studies indicate that fluoride can interfere with biochemistry in fundamental ways. So why are we being fluoridated? When you do your own research, the findings can be really disturbing, and I really encourage you to do your own research. Tiffany, fluoridealert.org reports that fluoride accumulates in the body. Healthy adult kidneys excrete 50 to 60% of the fluoride ingested every day. The remainder accumulates in the body, largely in calcifying tissues such as the bones and the pineal gland. 
Infants and children excrete less fluoride from their kidneys and take up to 80% of ingested fluorides into their bones. The fluoride concentration in bones steadily increases over their lifetime. You know, we talk about all of these different chemicals that they become cumulative. So it's, it's, um, it's really disturbing to hear this information. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, uh, as you know, called CDC, has now acknowledged that the mechanism of fluoride's benefits are mainly topical, not systemic. There is no need whatsoever, therefore, to swallow fluoride to protect your teeth. Since the reported benefit of fluoride is topical and the risks are systemic, it makes more sense to deliver the fluoride directly to the tooth in the form of toothpaste. Since swallowing fluoride is unnecessary and potentially dangerous, there is no justification for forcing people against their choice to ingest fluoride through their water supply. I chose many, many years ago to reduce my intake of fluoride when Candace told me about the effects of fluoride on my thyroid. At the time, I was being treated in Western medicine for hypothyroid. Since that time, I've eliminated all pharmaceuticals from my life. Now, the Fluoride Action Network has a great article on fluoride and hypothyroid. So like me, should you choose, here are some of the ways that you can reduce your fluoride intake. Number one, dental products. As I mentioned, many dental products now contain fluoride, including over 95% of toothpaste. Now, remember, when fluoride was first being added to our water in the 1940s, there were no products that we consumed that had fluoride as an ingredient. Studies show that a significant number of children swallow more fluoride from toothpaste alone than is recommended as a total daily ingestion. I just read a new post online via usatoday.com that the CDC is reporting that children are using an unhealthy amount of toothpaste. Three to six-year-olds should only use a pea-sized amount of paste. Children younger than three should only put a smear of toothpaste the size of a rice grain. I found a great article online at oralanswers.com. They did the math on how much fluoride in ab on average is in a pea size or a stripe of toothpaste, and they shared the serious warning labels that you will find on the back of toothpaste boxes. I have referenced that information on my blog post at healinglifewisdom.com. Um, Tiffany, I just want to mention here that um, I actually saw – the um, amount of toothpaste children should be putting on their toothbrushes on the national news this week, and it exactly uh, is the same ingredient, a pea-sized amount. So I thought that was very interesting. Um, we also want to talk about processed beverages and foods. Even if you don't live in a community that adds fluoride to its water supply, you will still be exposed to fluoridated drinking water. This is because once fluoride is added in mass to water, it winds up in almost all processed beverages and foods. In the U.S., studies have shown that sodas, juices, sports drinks, beers, and many other processed foods, including infant foods, now have elevated fluoride levels. So another area where you will find fluoride is in pesticides. Due to its toxicity, it's reported that fluoride is used in some pesticides to kill insects and other pests. As a result of fluoride pesticide use, some food products, particularly grape products, dried fruit, dried beans, cocoa powder, and walnuts have high levels of fluoride. 
Therefore, I would always look to purchase the organic versions of these foods. Um, I'm going to talk about tea right now, and tea is something that, of course, I sell in my store, and this is something I did not know, that tea plants absorb fluoride from the soil. As a result, tea leaves, particularly old tea leaves, contain high levels of fluoride. Brewed black tea averages three to four parts per, per million of fluoride, while commercial iced tea drinks contain between one and four parts per million. As a result of these elevated levels, numerous studies have linked excessive tea consumption to a bone disease called skeletal fluorosis, which is caused by too much fluoride intake. So this was interesting too, Candace. Uh, fluoridated uh, pharmaceuticals. This is a really interesting one. Did you know that many pharmaceuticals are fluorinated, meaning they contain a carbon-fluorine bond? Although the bond in most drugs is strong enough to resist breaking down into fluoride within the body, this is not always the case, as research has found, that some fluorinated drugs, and you'll recognize these names, including Cipro and Levaquin, apparently do break down into fluoride and can thus be a major source of fluoride exposure for some individuals. That's amazing. I did not know that. Um, did you also know the mechanically deboned meat? Um, I never thought about this, but foods that are made with mechanically separated meat, which are like chicken fingers and chicken nuggets, contain elevated levels of fluoride due to contamination from bone particles that occurs during the mechanical deboning process. Mechanically processed chicken meats have the highest levels, with chicken sticks containing an average of 3.6 parts per million. Here's another one, uh, Teflon pans. Over the years, we've read a lot about the potential dangers of cooking at high temperatures in Teflon pans. But did you know that cooking food or boiling water in Teflon pans may increase the fluoride content of food? In one study, it was found that boiling water in a Teflon pan for just 15 minutes, additional two parts per million of fluoride to the water, thus bringing the final concentration to three parts per million. So we just touched upon a fraction of the information that you are going to find out there on the Internet about where you can find fluoride in water and food and products, um, oral products. And uh, what I want to do now is welcome any of our listeners, if they have any calls and they want to call in and talk about this topic, you can also ask questions about any of our other shows. Our call-in number is 929 477 3082. That's 929-477-3082. So Candace, here's my take on fluoride. I'm not a doctor or a dentist, so I'm required to tell our listeners that you should definitely speak to your healthcare professionals about your consumption of fluoride. I personally do not think that fluoride has any benefits for me, and I filter out the fluoride from my home drinking water. When I have to drink bottled, I choose bottled water that has little to no fluoride, and you can go online and you can easily type that in uh, as a search online to find out which bottled water uh, has little to no fluoride. And I've also referenced that information on my blog post at healinglikewisdom.com. I use fluoride-free toothpaste, and I stay away from processed foods. I choose farmer's market organic whenever possible, and I use toxin-free pans. I know that we're being bombarded left and right with toxins in our air, food, and water, and we have to be alert across the board. 
But for me, I don't want anyone to mandate that I have to consume fluoride in my water. That's uh, really true. Um, I think the interesting thing, um, I've been talking to people in the shop this week and telling them what we were doing on the radio show um, tonight, and people, all of them know that fluoride is not good for you, but they have no idea why. And I don't think most of them would go do the homework, so I think it's really great that we're doing the homework for them so they can understand how important it is to know the facts about what they're putting in their bodies. Um, I was astounded to learn that fluoride wasn't just in dental products, which I knew, um, but was in, you know, the processed foods and the process of manufacturing some foods. I also have chosen not to to buy fluoride dental products, and I gave up Teflon pans a long time ago, but I didn't know that there was a fluoride tie-in on that. Um, I hope this information gets people thinking about how much fluoride... Um, may be in their life and their bodies and to go do some homework and to check the products that they have at home to see what, um, how they can lessen the fluoride if they're, they're looking to, to, use, to have less fluoride in their lives. To me it was interesting how it accumulates in the body in calcifying tissues uh, like your bones and pineal gland, and that's really important. And, again, a lot of these, these additives, uh, don't necessarily change us overnight, but it's one on top of the other. If you if you have fluoride in uh, your toothpaste and your your mouthwash, and then then you're using aspartame as your sweetener, and you're taking and eating a lot of uh, ultra processed foods and processed foods, it's all cumulative. Yes, we are little tiny toxic waste dumps, <laughs> and <laughs> it's amazing. But you know, I'll tell people that, and they like what? I said, you know, depending on what you're doing, and most people are doing just about everything that they shouldn't be doing because they don't know better, or they know better a little bit, but not enough to go really research things, that they are just, you know, ill because they have so much stuff in their body that doesn't belong there and that their liver and their body cannot handle, and they have to start detoxing. A lady came in the shop sometime this week, and she has major issues, but she was saying she'd, you know, checked on on food and they, they had, she'd given up coffee and alcohol and was eating all organic and whatever and for like two years. But she still has all her health things. And I said, this is not a quick fix. Detoxing mm-hmm. takes a long time. It took many, many years to put all those additives and foods and everything into your body. It takes a long time to get rid of them. What people don't seem to understand is the body is phenomenal at healing itself, but you have to stop putting all of this junk into it so it has the opportunity to heal. The For so many years, it's been the go-to of, uh, I have a headache, so I'm going to take um, some sort of pill to take my headache away without looking at all of the side effects of that. And then years down the line, then you may have stomach issues because you took a lot of chemicals to to try and get over the headaches and and it it just um it layers one thing on top of the other oh, I know in in the past, not maybe in my youth, but a few years ago i I had headaches for many years, and I took um excedrin um, migraine, and I had no idea it was bad for your liver, and then I read about it one time, and I stopped it immediately. It is horrible for your liver. And so, you know, how many years is it going to take for me to detox the Excedrin right. migraine out of my liver? 
even though I eat perfectly, almost perfectly, but, you know, all this stuff that we ate and, and ingested for our whole lifetime is just right. sitting there. A lot of it's in your tissues, in your bones, everywhere. You know, it's, it's not a quick fix. So there's a couple of things that I do want to talk about that you and I talked about earlier, but really quickly, I when I was researching this, I I had recently moved to Thousand Oaks, California, and I thought, wow, I wonder if they have fluoride in their water system. I Since I use a Berkey uh, water filter, I buy the filters that specifically take out the, um, the fluoride. And uh, so I called the local water department, and I, I asked the customer service. They did not know, which I found surprising <laughs> because I would think that there would be a lot of people calling and asking. So... They referred me to their public works department, and I got a recording because the person apparently only works Monday through Thursday, and I called on a Friday. So I went online, and I was able to find something in California called California Water Boards, and it lists all the counties in in California. And I looked under Ventura and did see that my um, water department does add fluoride. And so my next step is I'm going to take a look to see if uh, if anyone has approached the city about uh, and this I think you have to go through the city council for some uh, to be able to even propose and share the information about that to see if I can get it removed from the local water system. It's not easy to to do that, but I no, think I, I might think try and take that on. And it might be easier in California because you guys are the forerunners of things like this. <laughs> I don't know. Here, um, somebody said that the water, the local water here was fluoridated. I didn't check, but um, I'm on a well, so I know there's no fluoride in my, my water. There may be other stuff in my water, but <laughs> not fluoride. But um, and it's interesting because most people aren't that concerned about it. A lot of them, well, I did talk to somebody else this week, too, that said she had asked for her children not to have the fluoride treatment when, the sh- when they went to the dentist. Right. And the, right. the dentist, of course, was not at all happy. <laughs> right, but. exactly, because you're taking income away from him. And right. so they're, they're, the, the doctors are going to want you to, to participate in that. And I'm glad she did some research and made that decision well, for herself. I don't herself. know that she did much research besides the dental okay. part. But that's the amazing thing of the information we presented tonight, because then they, you know how much more fluoride is going into your life, into your body, that you can take steps to... Um, to make sure that you, you know, cut it out, lessen it, whatever you can. But I don't think she knew beyond the dental things that, that there was so much fluoride going on into um, everything that we have in life. Right, which I did Even not tea. know. <laughs> Who knew? I know, and I, <laughs> I know, and, and until we started doing the research on this, I knew it was an important topic, but I did not realize just how much. I, I did see online that there this is at realpharmacy.com, that there is a lawsuit that could end water fluoridation in U.S. based on neurotoxicity studies. So I, you can certainly go there. There's a petition that includes more than 2,500 pages of scientific documentation detailing the risks of water fluoridation to human health. Uh, there's also a petition that can be accessed there. And um, so there are groups who are taking this on. Another thing that I found when I was doing research is there's not a lot of new articles about it. They were many, many years old. And even studies, there's a study that I have here 
from uh, Who, and it is from 1996, Fluoride in Drinking Water, the World Health Organization. Mm, I take that back, 2004, the World Health Organization. And you can even find in here how they're reporting uh, different um, dental issues and health issues uh, with the higher concentrations. And I know we were talking about parts per million ppm. Their report is based on milligrams in a liter of water, but it's oh, it's okay. right here. It's it's the information is right online from, you know, these major organizations that um, that, that most people trust the information from. You know, it's the <laughs> that CDC most people or trust. <laughs> right, right. That's why I was very interested. If you go in and you actually read some of these reports, it's like they're saying the same things in these reports, and maybe they're hoping nobody sees them and reads them. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it would be interesting to see how many downloads there there were on, on this particular report of fluoride in drinking water. So uh, I was actually very happy to see uh, that um, they – it says um, they were talking about the bone issues, and it says um, there really haven't been enough studies. So that's uh, and you, I, you know, I don't even know how many people that they have to have in in these clinical studies and how many years it has to go and and all of that because I know it's I know it's not easy. Uh, but yeah. I did want to um, share with everyone about you know there is some sort of major lawsuit going on. There are articles that talk about the. Um, let me see if I can say this, fluoroquinolones that are in the antibiotics that so oh. many people are on these days. And yes. you didn't realize that when you're taking an antibiotic that that's, that's there. No. Um, I mean, it's just been like a, a thing that everybody just assumed fluoride was okay, even though they know it wasn't quite right, but not enough to do anything about, not enough to look into, not enough to demand <laughs> any difference right. in um you know, the way it's used or used in our water. So we just have to educate people and uh, right. so we can make changes. And it's through education. And so a lot of people don't take the time. And, I mean, we didn't. We didn't know about fluoride. So right. I knew I didn't to, want it. And I I knew I didn't yeah. want it in my water or my toothpaste, but I didn't realize all of the other areas, which I'm pretty right. safe from, like I said, because I've, I've over the years, just eliminated so many uh, of these, these chemicals from from what I consume. The other thing at fluoridealert.org, there's a link that says 53 studies have been linked, have linked fluoride with reduced IQ in children. So oh, I think you had mentioned that before, and I thought that was right. absolutely fascinating. And, and maybe that right. would get somebody's attention. <laughs> yes, you would certainly hope for. The, I would hope the so. Other thing, <laughs> no, the other thing that we... Uh, oh, there is one more thing that uh, there was an article again. Let's see. This I think is fluoridealert.org. Uh, Ten ways to reduce fluoride exposure. We've talked about water filters. Now, not all water filters take out fluoride. So some of those that you normally see at a lot of retail stores, like Brita, they do not mm-hmm. uh, yeah, pure. Okay. They do not remove fluoride. So you have to to research that. Um, so spring waters, again, if you go online, you can find the list that gives you the different waters that have lower. Uh, and, uh, and, again, some of these processed waters that are some of the very mainstream 
purified waters, they add fluoride back into it, which just is amazing. Um, Again, don't let your children swallow the toothpaste. Do not get fluoride gel treatments at the dentist. Eat more fresh food. Buy organic grape juice and wine. Um, Watch your black and green tea consumption. That one's fascinating. The Teflon pans we talked about, the pharmaceuticals. Um, Avoid fluoridated salt, which I had no idea there was such a thing as fluoridated salt. I did not know either. (laughs) So uh, before we went on air, Candace and I were talking about how challenging it can be for so many people to, to change their diet. First of all, you know, we highly recommend a liver cleanse, and Anthony Williams' Liver Rescue book is a really great place to start. But we were talking about recipes because a lot of people find sub- that, that making a change in their life to healthier food, they consider it bland. It, uh, it's and true. so, right. <laughs> they don't so know how really- to. Differently, they don't know how to, right. you know, use the beautiful herbs and spices that we have, and um, and they think cooking's hard because they're used to going to fast food. They're used to doing quick dinners with everyone going different directions. So we have to kind of cultivate this thing of of, of healthy eating, but really good, tasty, helpful eating, and find a way to feed your family and yourself that is filling and and fulfilling. So I think what I'm going to do is try and do some research, and I'll start sharing some more recipes in our social media, which would be on Twitter and uh, Facebook and on our blog, because a lot of people, as you were talking, you mentioned about talking to one of your customers who had eliminated a lot, but she was still eating eggs, uh, which when we've done the research have found that eggs can be um, – inflammation causing. Yeah, they're very and much so uh, cause like, inflammation and they uh, feed the pathogens in your body. So if so, you have any kind of illness, you definitely don't want to eat eggs. Right. So it's it's like, oh, th- now what? You know, if I, I'm going to, I used to eat eggs from the chickens on my ranch. I decided to eliminate them after I read um, about that. In, in several books, and I don't miss them now, but to begin with, I did because they were a really easy go-to to cook breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Right, yeah. It was just a good, filling, satisfying dinner, and I same thing. Uh, um, when I read Anthony Williams' book, I, I, I let go of eggs, and it was hard in the beginning because the eggs was a major part of, of when you don't eat much meat and you don't eat right. all this other stuff. Eggs were a good, healthy, you thought, um, food but um when i was talking to this lady this week she she had a bunch of other things but eggs was the top one and that was going to be one of the really hard ones for her to let go of and i know when i was vegetarian you know you ate a lot of cheese and a lot of eggs and things because that was yummy Mm -hmm. (laughs) so when you give up eggs and cheese and dairy and all that it's it's you have to kind of slide into it it's hard to just you know give up everything um, and then have tasty meals. So uh, some recipes that were, um, you know, easy to fix, not not long cooking, and and some good um, seasonings would be really helpful to people. So you come up with some recipes. I'll come up with some of my favorites, and we will definitely. Well, I was thinking, uh, uh, popped into like I know you do a lot with Goop with um, Gwyneth Paltrow, and also Jamie mm-hmm. Oliver came. I have one of his cookbooks. 
Right. And uh, he had a lot of easy, tasty recipes that I'll have to go back and look at some of those because that would be very helpful because um, people do need help in that. They're they're just kind of like, well, where do I start? Where do I go? Because um, all their cookbooks normally are the old cookbooks that are homes and gardens and and, um, those kind of cookbooks with the old ingredients. So uh, we'll we'll start uh, compiling some recipes for people. Right. And I... I just want to take a moment and thank Candace. Uh, I don't know if our, all of our listeners know that Candace is my sister, and she has been such a fabulous mentor for me and my go-to when I was starting, like I mentioned earlier, I had taken hypothyroid medication for 30 years, and I remember you telling me about certain things to cut out, actually when I was still on my medication because I didn't step out of Western medicine until 1999, and you're such a great resource for information before anybody else started talking about it. Well, thank you. I, I mean, I'm the reader of reader. I'm the avid reader. I am, I have to research. I just love all that. And so, and I like passing it on. I love in the shop to to, to read the medical medium book to them while they're sitting there crafting. And it's <laughs> stuff they don't know, and they're amazed, and I, and I just love sharing information. That's my job. Well, and a few months ago when Candace and I were talking about this, we kept saying we have such a strong desire to speak up right now and speak all of this out. So that's why we started Healing Life Wisdom Show, so that we could have podcasts that we can refer people to. And what I'm finding, everything that we're talking about right now, it's like the next week I see it in, in mainstream news. So people are talking. About they are talking, and even I said on the toothpaste, it was on the news right. this week about the pea size. I thought it was so cute because we just talked about this and wrote it, written it down. It's like, oh, there it is, right in the news. Right, right. It was so, exactly the same information. Right. So it, it's great to hear that there's conversation going on because Healing Life Wisdom is all about keeping that discussion going. Candace, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you. It's always such fun to be able to share information with everybody so they can make better choices for themselves. Here, here. <laughs> Thanks. I'll uh, look forward to next week's show. Okay. See, see you next week. Take Bye-bye. care. Okay. For more information, I invite you to go to healinglifewisdom.com, click on blog archives, and you can find a post on today's topic with the specific links that we have referenced. And check out the links to the Healing Life Wisdom On Demand podcast. And be sure to share those links with your friends and family. I'm Tiffany Windsor, and this is Healing Life Wisdom. Have a fabulous and healthy week. Thanks for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.